Todd for breakfast. Tastes of the Midwest. All right, everyone, good to rock and roll. All right, let's go. All right, okay. Everyone's very eager. Um, probably. All right. Uh, Welcome to another edition of Tastes of the Midwest. And uh, yeah, this uh, studio is, well, fuller than we've ever had it before. We've got one, two, three, four. We have five additional people in here, six, of course, including myself. And we've got quite a bit to get to because we've got quite a, a special and a big subject to get to. But to kick us all off, uh, we are joined by Monique from the Midwest Chamber of Commerce and Industry. How are you doing? I'm very well. Thank you, Todd. All righty. So uh, tell us a bit about, I guess, yourself, your role and, and what you're getting into today. Yeah, sure. So uh, my name is Monique. I'm from the Midwest Chamber of Commerce and Industry. I started as a marketing coordinator um, and we have a very exciting local food event coming up soon called the Taste of the Midwest Dinner. Um, So the Taste of the Midwest Dinner is an opening dinner for the economic summit that we have coming up soon, um, all hosted by the Midwest Chamber of Commerce. Uh, It's a really great opportunity to get kind of um, a really diverse taste of the Midwest produce that we have. Um, we've got three local chefs that are catering the dinner um, and they're each going to be cooking a different portion for each different course. Um, so it's going to be a really, really diverse taste and a really great showcase of what the Midwest has to offer. Brilliant. All right. And we do have someone in the studio very much familiar with the subject matter we're going to be talking about. I think uh, Gilly has been on Taste of the Midwest podcast, I think probably twice now. This might be her third or I don't know, maybe even more. Who knows? Um, We're joined by uh, Gilly from the Midwest Food Industry Alliance. Thank you very much, Todd, and great to be back here. And I did say as I walked in today that perhaps I need an office here because I have actually been in the building a few times. So um, I'm actually thrilled because this is really opening up our next series of the Taste of the Midwest podcast series. And um, what a better way to do that than interviewing three um, amazing chefs and organisations in our region who are going to be showcasing and focusing on local produce. And, you know, these sorts of events, and my understanding is uh, Monique from uh, Joanne, your CEO, was at the first event, the first Taste of the Midwest uh, dinner actually happened uh, back in 21 as part of the um, as part of that Business Economic Summit. And my understanding, Todd, is that people still talk about that dinner because it brought four, um, four organisations together who each did a portion taste. It was an amazing uh, night dinner. And as I say, people still talk about it. So it's an exciting way to um, set off our next series of the podcast series by focusing on this. So Monique, I think it's going to be a great event. Um, Have you had some ticket bookings and things like that already? We have. Just from what we've put online already, we have had a few bookings. It's selling out pretty quickly. Um, Just the excitement around such a unique event. Yeah. Um, Yeah, it's going to be really great. The last event was amazing and we're hoping to be even bigger and better this time. Terrific. Well, Todd, I'm going to hand back to you and I'll chime in a little bit as we interview our three um, chefs here today and super excited to have them in the room. So, Todd, back to you. All right. Thank you very much, uh, Gilly. Okay, so uh, first chef we're speaking to today is Maya from the RT Cafe. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm good. How are you? Doing well, thank you very much. <laughs> All righty. So, uh, yeah, you're going to be a part of the uh, Taste of the Midwest table dinner. Before we get into that, I suppose, uh, tell us a little bit about your, yourself, the the cafe, and I guess, I, guess the, I guess the local produce journey in terms of incorporating it, not just with your business, but what you're looking at presenting with the uh, the table dinner. 
Yeah, so um, I'm quite honoured to be a part of this. I'm a fresh chef, only been qualified for three years. Um, so to be alongside some seasoned chefs uh, is, is going to be exciting. Um, <laughs> All right, so uh, we got the uh, Taste of the Midwest table dinner coming up. Um, what was the process for yourself as you were thinking yeah. about and putting together these dishes, incorporating local produce? I mean, I'm not saying you have to give it all away. but Yeah, hold a little bit in there, Maya, hold, hold a little bit in there so that, um, you know, there's a bit of secrecy when menus, isn't there? Chefs, would you agree, you know? We don't yeah. actually want to reveal everything. So tell us a little bit about you know, the broad aspect of the menu plan for you from your end? Yeah, so I've had a little bit more of a variety of ingredients that I can use because we are a native-infused restaurant. Um, so we're looking at what's grown locally around Geraldton and there is so much, um, a lot of stuff that we just pass by on the beach and stuff like that. So Saltbush is down at Pages Beach and so that's going to be one of our um, items. Um, Marin, which I am super, super excited about and so many people in town can't wait to get their hands on it as well. Mm. Um, it's been a little bit hard as we're working with a lot of small producers rather than big corporate companies. So really supporting small businesses in this one as well and helping them get their name out there and giving them a shop front, I guess. Mm. Now, obviously, um, you know, you're putting uh, yourself, RT uh, Cafe's name out there in, in terms of putting together these dishes for this dinner. Um, what has been, I guess, what besides the name recognition, getting the name out there and showing what a great job you guys can do, what else are you looking to get out of it? We really want to show people that Australian cuisine is a thing. Mm. You know, we do have our own own culture and our own food um, that is so much more than what people realise. So just making awareness and bringing a higher class taste to Geraldton. Mm, brilliant. I, I like the, um, I've been in recent kind of postings um, and to give you an example, we have one of our local butchers who recently put up that, you know, he had some local goat and um, and I kind of, I, I, I did a little bit of a query with him and I've got this thing what I, I call local, local and local. Mm. Um, it's one thing to say, you know, we buy local, but when we're buying local, that might not necessarily mean that it's actually grown here. And so I've, I'm on this campaign. I, I've been going, well, that's local. And then, oh, it's like a local, local, e.g. it's locally sold but locally grown. And then I think the next thing part of that is that it's locally eaten as well. Mm -hmm. It's purchased by someone locally. And I think that's an amazing, you know, kind of um, aspect of these sorts of dinners mm. is it ticks all of those three locals. Yeah. Um, and so... RT Cafe and the other organisations here, the fact that they're willing to work with some of those smaller producers, because from a regional perspective, we're very broad. We have some really big corporate groups down to some very small groups. And I think dinners like the Taste of the Midwest dinner provides an opportunity for those smaller growers and producers to be featured on the menu. So very local, local. Mm. All right. We've been chatting to Maya from RT Cafe. Uh, Maya, anything else for, from yourself in regards to the, uh, the dinner coming up? Can't wait to show Drelton what we've got. Yeah, yeah. brilliant. All right. Uh, Gilly, time to move on to the next chef. All right. So now this organisation are pretty well known here and, and over the uh, shore leave weekend had a beautiful uh, long table lunch. So we'd like to introduce Elaine Gu from Skeeters uh, to talk a little bit about what their menu items are going to look like. Hi, Gilly. Um, 
Um, well, we are thinking to have a king prawn bisque mm. um, served with some secret stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Some secret stuff. That's technical term. That's a technical chef yeah. term, isn't it? Yeah. So um, <laughs> we're thinking to start with a king prawn, which is a uh, uh, in shark bay, and we have. Uh, supporting our local um, uh, fisheries, Latin fisheries, yeah. Yep. Yep. And um, and for the mains, uh, on Saturday, I was in Yanjit Farm for a dinner. Yes. And um, I really loved the uh, meat over there. Yeah. And Rod was uh, giving a speech, I uh, say, how he was looking after his animals and all the good. So thinking to sow the lamb from there yep. and to do a kebab with that. Oh, so ooh, it's going nice. to be nice and juicy. It's like to be yum, nice yep. and juicy. That sounds good. So goes with some local cucumbers and some other secret stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so we've got, we, he's not giving away much, Todd, here, is he? So. No, it's something, something secret, something, <laughs> something, something, something secret. secret. Well done. <laughs> I think we're going to have to have a follow-up. Our podcast series where we reveal the something something secrets. <laughs> so far, though, what we've heard is something seafood, something lamb, and something cucumber. Yeah. So I'm going tick 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 for local produce. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, to finish it off with a uh, sweet, so obviously gelatin honey. Mm-hmm. So we're going to do some cake with a uh, gelatin honey mm-hmm. uh, six five three zero. Beautiful. So that's where. Yeah, we had Paul at the marketplace on the weekend doing an industry chat and um, he brought all his equipment for his beekeeping as well. So um, that's very exciting. So that's a lot of local, local, local produce in there for your menu. It is, yeah. And as he said, like it's locally grown as well. Yeah. Yeah, that's more important. Like uh, uh, not necessarily all the local butchers are giving a local grown meat yeah so we made sure like we have wanted the local grown lamb and, that, and all it, stuff. look it's it's a um it's a chicken and an egg thing what we actually need is to grow our what i call our raw industry produce we need it on the menu more because it actually then grows the demand for it and that helps along all areas of the supply chain so i you know i think as much as possible when when we can do special events like this it means that producers can sometimes you know prepare for that a little bit where it's harder to have it in say a mainstream retail environment because um, supply and demand can be a bit more challenging so i think the more we're able to do these sorts of events and really hone in on being as, you know, as 100% Midwest as possible, it gives confidence to our producers. So, um, yeah, that's fantastic. With some secret ingredients, see, I'm curious now. We're going to have to be at the dinner, Todd. You're going to have to be there. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> You're going to have to be there to see the secret secrets. Well, since he wouldn't reveal yeah, the, the, the secrets, <laughs> I suppose I asked the question, well, what inspired these dishes then? What made you go um, these avenues to prepare these particular dishes with these particular local products? Because I've used a couple of the ingredients from local, like uh, Bukhara cheese and uh, mm. uh, Sun City produce, cucumbers, and as I said, I went for the dinner on the Yanjit farm, so I had tried those lambs. So so really good. And um, when I when I love the local produce, I would love others to taste that as well, see what we produce in this region, and so others can try that as well. So mm. that's what inspired me to do that. Fantastic. Mm. All right. Brilliant. And um, what about um, afterwards? I mean, what do you see as the the, the outlook for skeeters? I mean, as um, Gilly mentioned, you know, it's great to have these massive functions come together to, to showcase the food produce of the Midwest. Um, but then, yeah, where where do you think skeeters will go 
after that? So well, what eventually we want to achieve is like we want to support our local businesses and we want to like uh, buy regularly for the regular business, not just for one event. Mm -hmm. So that's what we want to achieve. And um, so, yeah, then I think that gives more pathways and show everyone what's what's everyone got. Yeah. Uh, I also think, Todd, these events help to um, find out who's out there as well. And, it, and, and for example, at the moment, one of the roles that the Alliance is taking on is there's a little booklet that was put together back in 2019 called The Taste of Greater Geraldton. And it's actually um, featured with the Department of Agriculture uh, or DPIRD. And now there's a food and beverage capability guide for each region. So we're actually just starting the project of redoing that and, up, and updating it because because there's been a lot of growth since that time. And I know that um, Hayley from Skeeters, that's one of the things she said to me, is that in looking at using local produce, part of the information we need to know is people's capacity and seasonality. So when are those items available during the season? And also what is their capacity? Because we do have that big kind of um, breadth in our area that we have some really big growers that could provide all year round. And then we have other growers who are, only emerging and so suddenly to thrust them into being expected to supply you know um, 12 months of the year is too hard for them yet but what we do showcase to them is that if people love their produce then they can actually have some confidence to grow and so we need both events we need these these feature events where we feature produce and then we need our hospitality venues to kind of go okay well we could do that once a week if they could supply regularly on once a week then it can go perhaps on a specials menu or something like that. Mm. And then you get the, the locals starting buying it themselves, Correct. cooking at home and um, yeah, it just snowballs yeah. from there essentially. Yeah, it does. I mean, I talk about the term, you know, we're stronger together a lot and that starts in our local region as well, being stronger together. So the fact that we're all here today, being able to talk about it and help one another source those things is mm. really important. Yeah, very, very true. All right. Uh, we're talking taste at the Midwest Table Dinner. It's coming up very soon. Make sure to get your tickets. Uh, we've been speaking to Alangu from Skeeters. We've spoken to Maya from RT Cafe. Gilly, is it time for the next chef? It is time for the next chef, and I'd like to introduce you to Bianca from Tarts & Co. So a lot of people would know her beautiful cafe and also her beautiful floral arrangements as well. So, Bianca, third one in the mix tonight or today, what are your thoughts for your menu items? Um, we are pretty excited as we were obviously part of the first event as well. So yeah. um, this time we are going to use some of our uh, regular producers that we use every day in our kitchen yeah. and in our catering. Um, so our local faves are people like Redline Jones, Laravel Eggs and um, our friends out at Tara Beef. Yeah. So we'll be utilising um, our usuals as well as delving into some new uh, products yeah. and producers in the region. Yeah. So um, we're really excited. We're going to try something different as well. We're going to use Stable Views Gin yeah. throughout nice. our menu. Mm. Illegal Tender Rum we're going to um, put into there. And we are also going to look at some local mangoes. Yep. Um, so, yeah, looking forward to creating something a little bit different, a little bit out of our comfort zone and something that we don't usually do just yeah. to showcase that, you know, we have a beautiful region with lots of different producers and even I mean, we are, have all been here for quite a while, so it's nice to step out and open up 
what we can offer to yeah. the region. And I think, um, again, these sorts of events give you guys an opportunity to have a little bit of a play maybe, you know, to do something, yeah. as you're saying, a little bit different and kind of go, what would that look like together? I think what's been beautiful about all three of our chefs and organisations is trying to um, each of them are doing something a little different. Um, so that it's going to be a beautifully um, complemented menu, I think, on the night, and it'll hit a lot of taste buds, you know, from my perspective. So, um, and also including, you know, we talk a lot about Midwest WA food, but we also have a very strong beverage, you know, capacity, and that's growing. I think, you know, if you're down in the southwest, you're there's 20 breweries down there. So here we've got that growing space, and I think, you know, Legal Tender Rum and Stable Views are really, you know, leading the way there. So it's great to actually see that incorporated into the menu as well. Mm. No, it really, really is. Again, showcasing what the Midwest has to offer as of right now and show that, well, it's only going to get bigger, it's only going to get better. Um, and just kind of on that as well, uh, Bianca, so um, as Gilly mentioned, you know, these events give you an opportunity to have a bit of a play where you typically wouldn't be because you're focused on the menu and getting it out there for a quality product for your customers. So have there been any challenges in regards to, I guess, acquiring some of that local product to have a bit of a play around with? Because as we know, as we're talking about, um, you know, they're not as big and as established as perhaps, you know, they want to be right now, but we know they're getting there. But has there been a bit of a struggle at all to get some of that project? Um it's because we've been a little bit far in advance, it gives you time to plan and to speak to the producers on obviously the product that you're able to get. But as Maya stated before, some of these producers are small scale mm. um, or they offer product like Tara Beef. I had a conversation with Brad about trying to source like a particular cut of beef and obviously yep. it's hard for them to supply you with something quite specific when you need to be using the whole or, or purchasing the whole Animal, beef that's right. as a... As an option, so that's that's hurdles that we um, are willing to work with, and I can sp you know we can speak to other cafes and restaurants around to try and solve those issues. Yes. So it's a really great opportunity, and one of my favourite things about this dinner is having the opportunity to work alongside other cafes and restaurants in mm -hmm. town rather than as an opposition. Yeah. I know the first dinner it was. We came off a high because it was something that we don't normally get to do, yep. um, work together. So that's for me is one of the most exciting concepts is that you get to meet people, you get to become form friendships with the producers as well as mm. other people, you know, other retailers in town. So it's pretty it's exciting all around. Yeah. Mm. I, I think uh, Bianca's picked up on a good thing. And, in fact, just over the weekend we actually had um, an industry chat with some of our beef and lamb producers and Brad was one of them. And one of the questions I asked them was around what are the what are the great things about producing in the Midwest but also what are some of the challenges. And, like I know, um, say from Tara Beef Perspectives, Brad is one of the, um, you know, unique growers insofar as that as well as going into the commercial market, like going through sales and things like that, he also has a branded beef product, but it is seasonal. So, you know, there are times when Tara beef isn't available and there's times when it is, and that just depends on what's happened with rainfall and pasture and finishing and all those sorts of things. But collectively, if we work together, then we are stronger together to actually position the Midwest as a really solid food bowl. So it might be that you have four 
producers so that across the year when everyone's finishing, you know, at slightly different times, depends on, on their class of cattle and age of cattle, genetics, breeding, all sorts of things, means that we have a consistent supply. And I think Bianca's, you know, rightly um, said that these sorts of events, it's like what, what we call pre-collaborative competition or, or, you know, collaborating together in that we want all of those hospitality businesses to rise. But as people come into the region, we want them all to be eating our local pre- produce, whether they are at RT Cafe, at Skeeters or at um, Tarts and Co. So I think this is a really unique opportunity and it's um, fantastic that the Chamber of Commerce, you know, gives that opportunity to both producers and to our hospitality venues as well. Yeah, for sure. We've been chatting to uh, Bianca from Tarts and Co. So um, I guess the big thing that, you know, people who may be listening, uh, the big thing they can do, of course, is to get out and, and support the local cafes, restaurants, um, the, the eateries right around Geraldton and the greater Midwest area, of course. Mm. Uh, we know times are tough at the moment financially and maybe, you know, maybe it's once a week, maybe it's once a fortnight, maybe it's once a month. Maybe there's a schedule you can st- stick to to get on out there and support these local businesses to keep them going and to keep them purchasing that local product from the Midwest. So um, the regular Joes, get on out there and support the local eateries. Get on out there and buy that local produce that, um, you know, is in, I guess, most of the uh, grocery stores around the Midwest, I would assume there's, you know, is there a space in most stores around the place where you can go and find some Midwest product or is that something that still I needs to be worked on? I think it's both um, a gap and an opportunity. Yep. So um, certainly uh, Stuart Bain from uh, IGA has an area of Midwest produce and is really good at supporting it. But I think that's also part of the challenge is that not all of our producers are retail ready yet to go onto a retail shelf. So they may be able to supply into like a venue like our cafes mm. and hospitality uh, venues in you know to meet a particular menu item but that's also a role for the alliance to help people get mm. retail ready and get onto that retail space. Yeah, because so, there is a lot of produce at the markets as well, which yeah. a lot of people may not know about. They may think of the markets as, well, this is where you go to get, you know, your, your shirts and these kind of shoes yeah. or, you know, maybe some apples and bananas, but not think that, oh, this yeah. is where I go to get Midwest produce. Yeah, and I think the um, the project we're working on at the moment with the Food and Beverage Capability Guide is really going to highlight that. Um, so that we know where produce can come from because we do have some of our producers who sell direct to customer via their online sites or um, through some of the um, venues themselves. And so, But I think that's an area of strengthening for us to actually make it easier for people that if you want to buy local produce, you know exactly what destination to go to to do mm. that. All right, there you go. So discover, discover where do you get Midwest food, uh, whether it be uh, in its, um, yeah, uh, its raw, raw or mm-hmm. raw state, or whether it's going to a cafe or an eatery. How about you guys? I mean, uh, feel free to move the mic around. Um, any suggestions for folks out there where they could go to find some local produce? Of course, supporting uh, Tarts and Co, Skeeters, supporting RT Cafe. But what about the individual, the families who want to go out buy some local produce and have a cook up at home? Uh, we have a little bit at Tarts and Co. ourselves. We stock the Red Lion, Jones Granola, Lurival Eggs, Booker of Feta, um, Block 275. Mm. Yep. There's a lot of local produce that you can come into the cafe and grab, but there also is supply issues in that sometimes when it's off-season. Booker of Feta for um, sometimes the goats aren't on, so they the minimal supply that they're able to push out goes to the eateries themselves first, mm. and yep. then the retail stuff gets gets put on hold while they get their sources up. So most of the time we have some local produce and, and I know the um, IGA's in town, they yep. offer a lot of good range. 
Um, and yeah, our local markets and a few of the other stores around town, yeah. health food shop, etc. Mm-hmm. I, I think one of the easiest things people can do, whether they go into a retail space like IGA, uh, into a small specialty food store or into a hospitality venue, is to say, what local produce have you got mm. on the menu? What's on your menu that includes local produce? Uh, where in your retail space have you got anything that's local? Yeah. I think that's the first, you know, thing. That's actually the kind demand. of, yeah, just yep. awareness. Talking about it, and even when you're going into your local butcher, which is why, I, like, I try and highlight if we've got a local butcher who says they've got local beef or local lamb or local goat, is to push that out uh, via the Facebook page so that people get to know. But the simplest thing you can do is just wherever you go, say, have you got something that's local? Mm. What's local? Local on your menu, what's local, um, and go from there. And and what that helps to do is that, of course, the person on the other side of the of the shop front kind of goes, gee, we've had a lot of people, you know, asking for local things. We need to do more of that. So let's get in touch with our local producers and growers. And then it becomes kind of a self-fulfilling thing. So mm. that local local thing, not only buying local, but also when you go to buy local, ask what is local on your menu or on your retail shelf that I could access. Mm. All right. Um, uh, Bianca, anything else from yourself? Uh, I think we've covered quite a bit. It's been yeah. great. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> All right, going back around. Uh, Lango from Skeeters, anything uh, else from yourself in, ret- in regards to anything with the uh, long table dinner or where people could get local produce or whatever else may be on your mind? Um, as um, Gilly said, um, you know, it may be a good idea to have a local on your menu, like uh, how you label gluten-free and yeah. dairy-free and yeah. those kind of stuff. So that's a good idea. Uh, yeah. I'll probably start doing that. <laughs> and, I, and I think um, it, it's been something that as we've been, um, as the Midwest WA food you know, page has grown, if we see that on the menu, we're kind of calling it out. And we're not doing that in a way to not call it out of others, but we're trying to kind of get everyone to get behind that. That if you are, let's say, take Liravale eggs, if you regularly use Liravale eggs, put it on your menu. Don't just say local eggs, but put local Liravale eggs because then peep, that starts to get awareness of the brands that sit under, you know, beneath a regional brand. But it also helps to set you guys apart as well so that people know, oh, you can always go to Skeeters and there's always something local on the menu sort of thing. And that's what we're looking for because the big thing is particularly if we think around tourism and visitors and that, when people come into a region, they want to eat local, not yes. only in your local venue, but they want to eat local produce. So it doesn't matter how small it is. And I think, you know, you've said this a number of times, um, Todd, that it doesn't have to be every day, mm. but whatever it is, um, feature it on your menus. It's a really simple way to get behind your own producers. Mm. Yeah. All right. Uh, anything else from yourself? No, that's it. All right. All right. How about yourself, Maya? Any last words? <laughs> Yeah, so um, at the moment we have our Boston Grove olives, which are out in Great Brummets, I believe. Yeah. Um, so well, you can get them at the sh- um, at our cafe, but also our boss is making Kwangdong jam. So oh, that's something beautiful. really special and something that I definitely know you can't go into IGA and pick up. Yeah. So I'm hoping to slowly kind of work up a little range of native infused stuff. So we've got... Um, wattle seed balsamic glaze and stuff oh, like that. So wonderful. having that as a little sample after people have eaten it out of a restaurant, they can't just go to the shop and buy it. So to have it on our own shelf would be really good, like what Bianca's doing. Mm. Um, it's obviously worked out really well for you. <laughs> and I think that's a real potential growth area as well, Maya. So um, I just actually, it's funny you should mention Kwondong because 
Um, you know, that comes under Yamaji Bush Foods and uh, NAC NRM have got a great education resource about sharing Yamaji knowledge and a fantastic um, page specifically on Kwandong. So it's terrific that we've got that in there with you guys. Yeah. All right. Brilliant. Thank you very much, Mike. Anything else? No, no, that's it. All See right. you on the night. Yeah. yeah. Um, Monique, we'll get you to jump back on the mic because, um, yeah, what we've been talking about, in case people have uh, forgotten the taste of the Midwest table, Dennis, what are those details? When is it? Where is it? Where can people get tickets? So it is on the 29th of May, Monday the 29th of May. It's going to be held at the Geraldton Yacht Club outside right in front of the foreshore right as the sun goes down. It's going to be absolutely beautiful mm. um, with all of these local producers and our local chefs. Everyone's going to get a great taste. Um, if you want to grab a ticket, you can find out more information on midwestsummit.com.au. Um, that is our economic summit website, which is the tie-in with the uh, Taste of the Midwest dinner. Um, so, yeah, if you want to find out more, jump onto the website and grab yourself a ticket. Come down and um, eat eat Midwest. It's going to be a great night. Yeah, it is. And if, um, you know, you want to know a bit more about the food, pop into Tarts & Co. Yep. Um, pop into uh, RT Cafe, of course, or pop into uh, Skeeters, of course. I'm not sure if Skeeters will tell you too much. Yeah, they're not going to tell you. Secret, secret, <laughs> secret chef business, yes. that is. Yeah, yeah. It's a secret. It's, you're going to have to come along to the dinner. Yeah. But also, Monique, it's not a um, chamber-only event, is it? So there, it's obviously there's tickets for chamber members, but it's an open event too. It absolutely is. Yep. So you do get a discount if you're a Midwest you're Chamber a of Commerce yep. and Industry member, but it is open to everyone, yep. uh, anyone that wants to come along uh, and taste some really great Midwest produce, um, we encourage absolutely everyone to come along. And I think the fantastic thing, Todd, is that often when you go to a, you know, some sort of conference, the dinner is on the middle night. I think what's exciting Mm. and innovative about this is the dinner is on the first night. Like it's the opening (laughs) event. So it's really going to set the scene for the next couple of days. A lot of people talking about it. They'll be talking all weekend, which means then that they'll also be still in town Mm. if they're visitors from the region to be out there eating in other venues and that. So yeah, yeah, front and center will be. Yeah, front and center. Yeah. It's going to be going to be an exciting night. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, get your tickets now. Taste of the Midwest table dinner. Uh, Monique, those details once more. So visit midwestsummit.com.au for more information and to get yourself a ticket. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, Monique, a big thank you to you uh, to pretty much organise, help organise this whole entire thing because I certainly wouldn't have thought about it. I get so busy at times that there's things I should do, but I don't because I'm like, I'm too busy. I can't do it. But you jumped in, which is fantastic. said, let's do this. Let's sit down. We'll get Gillian um, and we'll have a chat to these great chefs and talk about these great uh, dishes, these great meals that they're putting together again for the Taste of the Midwest Table Dinner. So again, um, Monique, thank you to you. Gilly, of course, as always, thank you to you, all the work that you do uh, for the podcast and and so much more. And a big thank you to the three of you again, uh, Bianca, uh, Langu, and of course, Maya as well. Thank you so much to you guys. Go to RT Cafe, go to Skeeters, go to Tarts & Co. And uh, hey, if you're a food producer, reach out to the Midwest Food Industry Association. Yes, you can go on to Midwest. West WA Food on Facebook. That's probably just the easiest way and Mm -hmm. uh, go from there and we'll look forward to seeing everyone on the night and it's going to be a special event.